got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here, and welcome back to Coffee and Crypto, guys. We, lo- go- we go live 9.30-ish Eastern every single Dang. weekday, bringing you the latest on-chain technical and fundamental analysis for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency markets. And in today's video, we're going to be talking about the resurgent Bitcoin price. Over the last 24 hours, we have seen Bitcoin rally from local lows around $37,000, even just a little bit below that, up to $39,000 where we sit right now. In fact, we've broken bullish out of a, ro- out of a falling wedge, as we talked about would probably happen in yesterday show we're going to be talking about in this show have we actually regained our momentum are we actually about to go into the uptrend that we had formed going back to about january 22nd or is that uptrend over and we're now in a confirmed downtrend we're also going to be talking about how central and south american nations are making moves towards crypto how u.s inflation data is coming out this week and it's worse than you think we're also going to be talking about how that'll impact price canadian ets are hitting record highs despite canadian governments trying to crack down on self-custody wallets as if canada doesn't realize that That's literally the foundational way to hold Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. That's funny to me. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And stablecoin supply just had $180 billion, indicating there's a lot of money on the sidelines waiting to be deployed into the Bitcoin and into the cryptocurrency markets. When we finally do get a rally, that'll be that rocket fuel for us to start heading to the upside. But before we jump into it, first of all, I do want to mention that today's show is brought to you by iTrust Capital. If you want to invest in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies using your retirement accounts. That is a phenomenal idea. You can do so with iTrust. The link is in the description box down below. I am joined, as always, by Tim's TA. How you doing, Tim? What is up? Welcome to my new set. It's looking nice. I got, you know, it's out of frame, but I got my HODL trophy. You know, probably not going to be on this desk this week. But I got, you know, my new background. VT, represent, go Hokies. VT. Uh, I love, I love this new set. It's uh, very fun. I get to look, instead of looking at Jeb like this, I now look at Jeb like this. So. And then Jeb do it to, look, look at that. You guys are actually looking at each other as it is. What's up? Look at that. We do one of those like uh, things. Anyway, yeah. Smash the like button if you like my yes. new set. Smash likes. Smash likes, guys. Let's also see if we can't get to 300 likes before the show starts. But before the show does start, I must introduce our special analyst from New York City, Kelly. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And this is when I'm looking this way, this is me looking at you guys right here. So anytime people think I'm looking away from uh, you at home, I'm, I'm talking to my close friends and compatriots here. And when I'm looking right into your souls is when I'm looking right here, but we got some great news. Uh, Obviously it seems like a perpetual thing the last month or so Uh, never ending good news, uh, bullish news narratives coming out and fundamental uh, adoption and growth. Uh, but we still have all this looming sort of pressure on with this uncertainty with some of the, you know, some of the, the Fed news and the inflation news and the geopolitical and Canada. and Ru- What are we going to do? Well, all we can do is look at the charts and we can figure out uh, what the possible targets are upside and downside. But I'm looking forward to get into it. I will be with you all through the news section. I will be probably dipping off uh, uh, on the zoo- uh, on the, the, the broadcast, but I'll still be in chat uh, afterwards because I got some electricians that have uh, been working on this house for a year now. Uh, so I'll be, uh, I won't be able to do any analysis, uh, analysis once we, uh, once we leave the news section, but I'm happy to be here with you guys. I love you all. And I appreciate every one of you viewers and I love and appreciate you guys here on the crypto jab team. Happy Let's to have love you man. as always Kelly. Yeah. Well, thank you so very much for that. We are looking forward to having you in that news section, but before we jump into that, we must first introduce our lovely producer and technical director Smay. How are you doing Smay? I'm doing, guys. I'm doing. And you know what? I had to, uh, I climbed down from uh, where I usually sit and I went into this volcano and I attacked the little Dobie that was attacking our set and our audio issues. And uh, I went and I, I, you know, slayed him and then I, uh, you know, brought his his, uh, essence and, and planted it and fixed the audio. So that is how I fix the audio, guys, just so you know. Um, and yes. I would like to take this opportunity uh, to also say that Jeb put a poll in the chat. Does b- pineapple belong a pizza? No, it doesn't. It, you're I, right, it doesn't. And then I would like to uh, also take this opportunity to say some beautiful names in the chat because you guys are what gave me the power and the energy to go and uh, attack this little Doby that was in here. Uh, so we have uh, the Bitcoinologist, Agent Gold, Matt C., Brad Geidel, uh, Crypto Couple, uh, Ricardo Vinegas. Oh, my gosh, you guys... <laughs> 
Crypto Set Guy, Grand Roofing Incorporated. Oh my gosh, Thomas Post. Whoa! Lock. Oh, Crypto Sarah Sultan Assault. Oh my gosh, I love you guys so much. I even, I, for this special occasion, I put on my Celtics hat, my old trusty Celtics hat, Celtics. because I love you guys Bone so sauce. much and you deserved it. So. There you go. There you go. Well, guys, I am wearing a very special shirt today and I want to show you what it is. I am actually wearing a shirt that I got at the Area 51 raid on September 20th of 2019. Drop a one in chat if anybody remembers the Area 51 raid. I was there. We actually made a video about it that never got posted. I spent 12 hours editing that thing. I flew out there with uh, some friends and we did it. And if you want to see that video, hit 2,000 likes on today's stream and I just might show you the vlog that we made when we went out there. I put a lot of work into it. I think it's really freaking cool and has been on the channel privated for the last two years. Never uploaded it, but I'd love to show it to you guys. So hit that like button. If we hit 2,000 likes, I will go ahead and publish that. But let's go ahead and take a look over at market cap and look at the market of the capital. Let's take a look at Bitcoin is currently trading around $39,000. And I don't know about you guys, but coin market cap is trying to scare me lately. If you go to Google and then you type in coin market cap, Right here, it literally says the global market capitalization is $140 billion, a 91.68% decrease. This morning, I looked at it and said it was $800 billion. Going all over the place. Not really sure what's going on here, CoinMarketCap. You're freaking me out, dude. You're giving me a heart attack. I don't know if it was at $140 billion if I would be freaking out because Bitcoin would be at three grand, or if I would be super excited because Bitcoin would be at three grand. I'm not really sure. Tell me in chat if the total market capitalization went to half that of current Ethereum. I would love to hear what you think you would do. But also over here on CoinMarketCap, we got the Bitcoin dominance sitting at 522%. We got Ethereum dominance sitting at 231%. Not bad, not bad. If we go to total market capitalization charts, you can see here market capitalization did a scam wick all the way down to $140 billion. I'm just messing with you, coin market cap. We all glitch out a little bit. We ourselves were three minutes late today. No hard, no foul. It's no harm, no foul. I'm just a little bit scared whenever I see that. Are you guys freaked out? I'm joking. We're not freaked out here. We are calm, we are steady, and we're ready for some movement. Ethereum is up 5.5% over the last 24 hours. Bitcoin up 3.3%. ADA rallying back up to 93 cents. We may end up talking about Cardano again a little bit later. As you know, it dropped down to 87 cents recently, and that does have uh, quite large implications on the price because it's the first time Cardano has dropped below a dollar since March of last year when it initially got above a dollar. If we have time, we may talk about Cardano in future content this week. Luna's up 14% right now. Great project. I made a video on it a couple of days ago saying it was probably going to do pretty well here, and we're going to be making another Luna piece of content here relatively soon. Solana's up 8%. Avalanche up 11%. The reason that I'm pointing out <clears throat> all of these major altcoins that are up 10% or more is because when we see Bitcoin doing a 3% rally and we see the altcoins doing, you know, over 10%, a lot of times that means that there's enough confidence in the Bitcoin market that people are willing to invest in the altcoin market. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Bitcoin's chart does not look very appealing to me. I am not a big fan of the way this looks. This is just really sad right here. We're going to talk about it later. We're going to get into why. I'm not the biggest fan of Bitcoin, but to be, I'm not the biggest fan of Bitcoin's current price action and its current chart. But to be honest Good with you, the altcoins might, yeah, very much. Very, very important <laughs> clarification. I'm a huge fan of Bitcoin, just not as price action right now. However, it is very interesting to me that the altcoin market is moving the way that it is. But Kelly, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. And then we can talk about some different headlines around the cryptocurrency markets. Why do you think the altcoins are outpacing Bitcoin so much? Is there enough confidence in Bitcoin that people are willing to go into more risky assets such as the altcoin market right now? Well, I don't. I don't think that's fully the case. I think that. Uh, I think that the underlying fundamentals, and we'll see even when we go through these news stories here in a second, uh, that there's. It's literally been an onslaught of every single day. There's a news story that comes out that we're we're actually a little bit uh, numbed to it now because uh, the, the the fundamental growth has just been. It's it's kind of like now it now it seems like like a duh sort of moment. It's like of course that's happening. It makes sense. Whereas a, uh, two years ago or any time uh, uh, previous to that, any any sort of major news adoption, any government mention, any major institutional not even adoption, just an institution mentioning. It would drive the price wild. But now what we're seeing is massive, uh, you know, we have countries coming on board like El Salvador. We have some other uh, Central and South American countries. We're going to be mentioned here in a second. Uh, the on-chain fundamentals, everything is just so bullish that I think although we're having this bearish sort of uh, 
mid, you know, mid midterm trend that we're in right now, everybody is just kind of chomping at the bits. So any sort of small relief in Bitcoin is, is sort of spilling over equally into the altcoins too, because now it's not, it's not like 2017 where you had to get into Bitcoin to get into altcoins. Now the markets are, are big enough individually that yes, the altcoin market still follows Bitcoin. However, I think that uh, they're, they're standing on their own two feet in the sense of uh, money coming into those on their own just uh, as well without having to sell Bitcoin. Bitcoin just to get altcoins. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Kelly, let's go ahead and throw it back to you. We've got a lot of different news articles that we want to look at. What are some of the things taking place here in the cryptocurrency markets? And, and to mention what, you say, what you're saying there, I think the altcoins are going to end up doing very, very well. But I do think that we're going to need to see Bitcoin start to rally more. It's very difficult for the altcoins to really take off when Bitcoin has not been actually uh, rallying properly. So let's see what else is going on in the crypto space. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. We have a huge, some huge ceilings over our heads. So let's uh, go ahead and dive in right here, as you would say. Let's go ahead and dive right on into it. Indeed. Wait, is that the right? That is. is that the right screen share? Hold, hold on one second. Uh, sorry about that. We had a lot of kerfuffery around. I do not. Here. While you're doing uh, that, I do not understand how 52 percent of people say pineapple belongs on. Who are these people? Who? Oh, they're right. They're, they're right. What? 52, Kelly, uh, not you too. Pineapple belongs. On oh pizza my goodness! In the trash. Get him out of here. Kill the Zoom. We'll figure out the analysis on our own. We'll look at the news without him. He said in the trash. Oh, okay, okay. Thank God. Man, I thought we were about to find a new analyst. Oh my goodness. So let's go ahead and run through these really quick. So, okay, Mexican senator to propose crypto law. We need Bitcoin as legal tender. Of course, they've had a number of very high high society people. You know, some of the world's top billionaires and stuff in Mexico speak highly about Bitcoin and crypto for a while. And now they, you know, they actually have a Mexican senator proposing it as uh, to be Bitcoin to become legal tender. This is also in, in addition to uh, Brazil, which is in South America. Uh, they, they just approved bill to regulate crypto transactions. Why this is bullish? Well, regulation is one of the major things that's needed for uh, large scale adoption, especially with institutional players. And it, it makes people have a little more faith in uh, investing uh, in it. And so, you know, we got two major major countries here, world uh, world countries. I guess where else would they be countries of, right? But the world. Uh, so uh, yeah, we got uh, Mexico, uh, Brazil. Of course, we already have El Salvador. I know there's also uh, some speculation with uh, in Venezuela uh, and uh, a few other uh, South American and Central American countries. And these two countries being probably the two largest Latin American countries, uh, I, I think it, it's going to, it's, it's just one of those future large dominoes that's falling into place. Uh, next one here, this is this another one of the looming sort of uh, uh, suppression on Bitcoin price right now. Uh, you know, the d discussion about inflation. Well, one of the things that we've been looking at a lot lately is the CPI, which is a consumer price index. Well, this is the personal consumption expenditures index. And this is just, uh, uh, this basically highlights uh, the, the retail person, retail individual, like what they're spending, is it going up or down? Uh, and so when you have one of the things that that's really negative on the economy is if prices get so out of whack that people stop spending money. So that's one of the things that the Fed is dealing with right now when they're trying to figure out how and what they should do with the interest rates, because it's going to affect not only institutional investment and borrowing and, uh, you know, taking on debt and operation, but also retail expenditure. So this will be very interesting uh, to see how this plays out when the when these numbers come out uh, later this week. Uh, and I'm just running through these because we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, and then this this is interesting because we've been talking about Canada the last few days, especially with the with the freedom convoy and the protests and the government trying to crack down on Bitcoin self custody and all this all, all those sorts of things. Uh, and when the moon sets, uh, Bitcoin uh, as Mike Mark will point when the, out when the moon today, when the moon meets the when sky when the moon meets the sky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the ETF in Canada is hitting records. Uh, this is this is the volume uh, and the holdings on the ETF, the, the blue bars. And this is, of course, the price action. But uh, all this stuff's going on in uh, Canada. And Trudeau is being a great VP of marketing still. You know, all the things he's doing is, is just driving uh, the <coughs> excuse me, it's driving money into Bitcoin, especially through the through the uh, Canadian ETF. Uh, and this uh, we didn't have a we don't have a story that we're showing on this today, but this is also kind of uh, paralleled with Grayscale, uh, you know, which is more U.S. based, but obviously uh, can be accessed uh, 
multinationally. Uh, but the they're 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 running a huge sort of uh, effort to get people to. Uh, what rally behind basically making noise about getting the ETFs approved in, in the U S uh, spot ETFs too. I don't mean future ETFs, but spot ETFs, which are the critical sort of point with ETFs. Uh, and then this, this is the main story I really wanted to dive into here. Uh, Tobel's stable coin supply hits 180 billion. Why the heck do we care about stable coins? Those, the prices are stable, right? Well, stable coins, as we can see here, uh, and you guys can read this article uh, on, uh, on uh, I think it's Cointelegraph. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but you can, you can see the, the growth, of this uh, stablecoin supply, but Will Clemente is a phenomenal analyst. Uh, he posted this, which he, it's basically this purple line is a, a ratio of the stablecoin supply uh, versus the market cap. And you can see basically how uh, he calls it the dry powder keg. And it makes sense, the dry powder ratio, because it's, it's essentially like uh, gunpowder for explosive movements, because essentially what happens is you have all this stablecoin sitting on the side, which is basically liquidity for buy for buys, right? And so as you can see here in this dip in May through July, you have the stablecoin supply ratio, uh, especially as compared to market cap, just sitting there ready for the right moment to to start uh, basically launch it to the upside. And we're sitting higher than we've ever 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 sat on this ratio and that is only supported also by looking at this chart here that he also uh posted this is a metric show this is a chart showing basically order book pressure and you can see right here where this is very very flat very small and then all of a sudden in the last a couple of days. Look at this volume uh, uptick in terms of this is the amount of liquidity for buy for purchase orders sitting below us. Essentially, trying to and this is where the speculation comes in. Is this real? Is this a real floor being set? Is this a real uh, buying pressure to? hold us where we're at or is this order book manipulation because this because these orders are in the order book does this mean they're going to stay there or are they doing this to give people false hope to put in leverage longs and then remove that and then drop it down we're not sure but this is definitely a critical metric to watch especially in relationship with the stable going supply ratio but that's what i'm seeing there's all these the new stories with like i said mexico brazil uh the the inflation data coming out later this week a uh, stable coin supply ratio hitting all-time highs what are you making of this, Jeb? What are you thinking about this? Uh, and once I leave you here, nobody, you're not going to see me on stream for the rest of the stream, but oh. I will be in chat. Oh, well, Kelly, we are so very thankful for everything you just brought us, and we look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's stream. But what I would say is that we know that the supply of Bitcoin is very low right now. The long-term holder, the long-term hodling ratio of Bitcoin is sitting at like 80%. That's over 80% of all Bitcoin have been held for more than six months. Vast majority of Bitcoin is locked up in long-term holding right now. So we see that the demand, excuse me, the supply side of the supply and demand economics model is very, very low. The supply of Bitcoin is the lowest that has been in a very long time. Now you might say, Jeb, what are you talking about? You look on CoinMarketCap, the supply is always going up. There's new Bitcoin being mining, being mined, yes. But if you look at a ratio or proportion of all Bitcoin in existence, proportionally, there's less Bitcoin in, in uh, circulating supply right now that's actually being actively moved and traded right now than there was five years ago, than there was a year ago, than there was at any other point in the history of Bitcoin. So the demand, excuse me, sorry, the supply is the lowest that has been in a long time. So if we're looking at supply and demand economics, then we need to see both. We can't just see supply be very low. And if there's no demand, it doesn't matter. If supply is very low and the demand dries up, then the price is going to stay the same, or it actually might go down if the demand isn't there. But when we have all this dry powder on the side, we have $180 billion sitting in stable coins waiting to be deployed mm -hmm. into the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency markets. That tells us that we're one step closer to seeing that demand skyrocket. It means that people are just waiting for a confirmation yep. to go and buy Bitcoin. Why else would they have their money in stable coins? If they were cashing out to get out of crypto, they wouldn't put their money in stable coins. They put it in the US dollar, or they go and invest in real estate, or they go and buy a car, or they go and buy a house, or they go on a vacation if they were trying to cash out. That's not what people are doing right now. They are taking money, taking profits, taking money out of the cryptocurrency space, leaving it in stable coins, or taking money from the traditional markets, taking money from their cash reserves, putting it in stable coins, awaiting to deploy it. The reason that's important, demand, excuse me, I keep saying that, the supply is very, very low right now. The demand is relatively low right now, but we are right at the very point that whenever demand starts coming back because sentiment improves, when Bitcoin starts to rally above 45, 50000 $55,000. When the FUD calms down from the traditional markets, it means that there is so much money on the sidelines. The supply is very low. The demand will be very, very high. That exponentially increases the price action of Bitcoin. So, Tim, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. How do you think supply and demand, in fact, impacts Bitcoin right now? And what does the dry powder ratio have to do with it? Listen, it's simple. And I'll just repeat what Jeb just said, but in very simplistic <laughs> terms. If 
you do not want to get into crypto, there is no point in being in a stable coin. If you want to be in crypto, but you don't like where the price is and you think the price isn't ready to rally, you keep it in stable coins. This much supply in stable coins means that a rally is coming. We don't know when. We don't know if it's tomorrow. We don't know if it's a week from now, a month from now, a year from now. I don't think it's going to be a year from now, but we don't know when it's going to be. But when it hits, that supply is sitting there ready. And it's if, if people did not want it in crypto, they would take it out of they would take it out of uh, stable coins and put it back in the U.S. dollar or Chinese one or uh, British pound. No, they they are ready for crypto. They're just waiting for the right spot. And that's what we have talked about on this show for months now. It keeps delaying. And it keeps getting pushed back. We don't know the exact day, and I, I will never profess to know the day. But when we keep telling you guys, guys, we are not in a bear market. Guys, we see a rally coming. These are part of the reasons why. We don't know exactly when, but all the lines have lined up correctly for it to be happening soon. Now it's just about sitting, being patient, hodling, and waiting, and making sure you don't miss the boat. Smay, do you have any thoughts about the current state of the market and where you think we're going to be in, say, a year? Um, I think, to be honest with you guys, uh, I won't say guys. Guys. Say. guys. To be honest with you people. You always say guys, man. But if I say, say if I say be honest with you people, then that sounds like I'm being mean to them. That does sound like you're being mean. Uh, to be honest with everyone in this uh, stream right now, I you know, to be honest, I don't really mm -hmm. have a crystal bar. I couldn't tell you what is going to happen, but I can tell you what I think is going to happen, and that's what Jeb asked. So what I think is going to happen is that I think of, we're going we're gonna to continue to be in this very boring state. I, I think I, I was a little bit amiss to say that we were, we were done with the turtle market. The, turtle, the turtles told me wrong. They said, we're still here, dude. We're still here. And I think we're probably going to hang out in this turtle market for a little bit longer. Um, but I think we're definitely this year going to see that that uh, break outside of this turtle market. But uh, I would say with the stable coins and what you guys were kind of saying with the stable coins, I, I think there's something to be said about 2022 is going to be the year of regulatory clarity in cryptocurrency, right? This is going to be the year that those rules of engagement are defined. And I think the first thing they're going to go after is stable coins. And the reason why is because stable coins is what is uh, fueling people being able to trade in and out of cryptocurrency and, you know, avoid having to give Uncle Sam his share. So the thing is about it, they're going to go but, and they're going to work on that area. And that's going to be the first thing they do because they're going to want to constrict uh, the the ways people are moving in and out of crypto. They want to make sure that they're doing it in their, you know, in their their sanctioned areas. But, so. but Smay, doesn't Uncle Sam know how to waste your money better than you do? Shouldn't you give it to them so that they yeah. can throw it away? Aren't they better at setting it on fire in the backyard and never seeing it again than you are? Isn't that why we give it to them? Yes. So they can burn $7 trillion in a year and only bring in $3 trillion and run a $4 trillion deficit? Yeah. I'm a business owner. I would love to see what would happen. I would not love to see what would happen to my company if I ran 150% loss every single year. I'd be very interested Ooh. to see how I would be able to fund that. Oh, let's just go print more money because we are a corporation with a monopoly on violence, as Elon Musk says. I'm but, but the good the thing is about that, and to, to wrap up my take so it's coherent. I'm sorry, guys. I'm still working on guys. what? Yeah, guys. guys I'm still cool. working on uh, on being coherent. Uh, the Stay thing us, is guys. about it guys. is that honestly, what institutions are working <laughs> on here right now is they're waiting for the opportunity to know exactly the rules of engagement and in getting into crypto. Before those are defined, they're putting themselves at a huge risk. If they jump in, next thing you know, uh, you know, it comes out from the government. These are our new rules of engagement. These are very not great. Oh, man, I lost a ton of money. You know, yeah, institutions don't want to do that. So what we're, what we're going to see is there's going to be this boring people aren't putting money in just yet. And then what we'll see is that once that clarity happens, then these institutions are going to say, all right, I feel a little bit more comfortable knowing how to invest in cryptocurrency. I'm going to go ahead and start doing it. And then we're going to see all this money coming in. But right now we have so many, so much FUD stacked up against us right now. There's, there's just no catalyst right now for a rally. So we're all praying. We're sitting here. Oh, please, please, Bitcoin rally, please send it to the moon, Bitcoin. But there, but the thing is, you have you have a potential, you know, conflict with Russia here happening. We still don't know really the the the, the yeah. tax and tax laws and all these things of investing in cryptocurrency. There's no reason for these big institutional money to jump in just yet. This is a really bad time for them to do it. I think a so, good way to put it would be: we have all the fuel lined up. We have kegs and kegs and kegs and kegs. We're just waiting for. We yeah, we just haven't got the spark yet mm -hmm. to light it yeah. up. Yeah, and and the thing is, it's I would say all of that is wet. Yeah, it's very wet fuel. So until that dries, 
then it's not going to catch. Because yeah. right now we're seeing bullish stories. But the thing is, with all this FUD, like the snowball analogy, all this FUD, the, the, that stuff is not catching. It's not catching. But once the once it dries out, the market yep. is stable. We know where we're at. Yep. Then it's going to catch. Well, guys, the only thing I know is that I just said, guys, I, guys, I, I did it. I'm sorry. I oh, did folks, it. All I know people, is that folks, people, crypto, jab viewers, this poll is sad. This is... You guys cannot follow directions. It says, keep this poll perfectly balanced as all things should be. We're at 73. It's supposed to be 50-50. Who keeps choosing the top one? Yeah. Whoever chose the top one, please go in, go in and hit the bottom. It was a social experiment. You guys, we just found out that our audience cannot follow directions. This is why we can't get anybody in the members-only Q&A, because you guys don't know where to go. I'm joking. I'm messing with y'all. Anyway, let's go ahead and read some Super Chats, and we we're moving to some Bitcoin TA. We have a couple, so make sure if you guys want some red to go ahead and submit them. Even if they're not red in this segment, we'll have one a little bit later. And while you're at it, hit that like button. And if you haven't hit subscribe, yet consider to subscribe because this is an amazing community we love you guys we're here every single day for you subscribe to the channel uh, eric leon said we rejected off the bull market support band at 45 and have been bearish for months the downside will continue be careful but buy link of course <laughs> yeah always buy chain link chain link's a great project i've bought quite a bit of it no the thing is Bitcoin is not in a bear market because traditionally bear markets, you are seeing that the institutional and the retail adoption completely dries up and you see a, a, a basically a halting of fundamental developments. Right now, we're seeing multiple states in the union looking at adopting Bitcoin as tender so that you can pay taxes in it and fully, uh, you know, Ukraine right now with everything that's going on over there, they're legalizing it right now. A lot of big things happening in Bitcoin that you wouldn't see in a bear market. So technically, you might see that, to be honest with you, I don't. I look at technical analysis for bull markets and bear markets, but you got to be careful with that because technical analysis is not going to be, it is going to get overridden by fundamentals. And the fundamental landscape right now is insanely powerful. Gotcha. We got one more that I see here uh, from Crypto Roller Coaster. Yeah. Uh, no more ATB. Haven't seen you. Oh, yeah. No, people have asked about that. The reason I'm not on around the blockchain anymore is because I have to, I want to be able to spend more time with my family. Yeah. And so it's at five o'clock and I have to be in office and then I have to stay here uh, till about six, six thirty to wrap everything out. And then I have to go. So it, the reason I stopped ATB is because it's cutting into time with my family. So there's nothing yeah, wrong I, with that. I, ben actually texted me the other day. He's like, is everything good? I'm like, oh, dude, I'm fine. I'm just, yeah. I got, I'm dealing with, I'm, I'm spending more time with my family. I, I think the totally important thing cool to take there. away from that is there are seasons for everything. Yeah, there are. There are seasons to be intense. There are seasons to lay back. And I think right now, Jeb, just after years of intensity, just needs a season of not leaving the channel, not doing anything. I know, you know, he's going to be taking a vacation here soon. I am. Um, but it's just a season of, hey, let's not put too much on the plate. Let's take a little bit and let's do really, really well with it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, the, that's just a recommendation for everybody just, in your life. The team, the, te the team from around the blockchain, yeah. you know, TJ, BJ, you know, all of them, they've always been very, very, very kind and and uh, and uh, very yeah. helpful to us. So thank you to them. Yeah. Um, One more just came in. We'll yeah. read it and then we'll move on. Tom Wilkes said, I followed directions. Uh, Wonk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> That's Wonk. pretty great, Tom. Wonic. Good to see good to see you in chat, Tom. Thank you very much, buddy. By the way, everybody, uh, I actually met Tom at the North American Bitcoin Conference. Love meeting you guys in person. By the way, I got recognized in public yesterday. A guy named Fernando ran up to me. He's like, Is that crypto jab? And I was like, I was sitting there holding my basket with two large popcorn chickens in it. And I'm like, hey man, what's up? And he's like, dude, I gotta tell you something. I turned four hundred and fifty dollars into four hundred and seventeen thousand dollars in this meme coin, and then it went to zero. <laughs> I was sitting there in the freezer aisle and he's telling me about how he got Got an 800x. It was really funny. I posted a picture over on Twitter with his permission of him and I. So go and check that out. Follow me on Twitter at Crypto Jeb. Whenever I get recognized, I always ask permission. Hey, do I have your permission to take a photo with you? If so, then I like to post on Twitter and give a shout out. So he didn't have a Twitter handle for me to shout out to him, but uh, he you did have funny? that. You know what's funny? I'm the last member of this crew that's never been recognized in public. Smay has been recognized twice now. Jeb Wait, when was the times. other time? I don't. I don't know. I thought it was, only I thought it was twice. You had one guy. It was once. No, no. There was one dude at the dumpster and another dude at. Uh, I thought you were like somewhere shopping and a dude. No, I don't you. remember that. All right. Well, anyway, Maybe. it's still one more than me. No, I've I, never I been was, recognized. In I'll say this, guys. I'm not that fan. If you see me taking my trash out, <laughs> wave. But don't let me know where you know me from. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, I was looking pretty bummy that day, and I was walking, <laughs> I was walking out barefoot, taking my trash out. I felt pretty bad. So yeah. you know what I mean, like. Dude, I was know? running, I was frantically running around a Publix looking for yogurt in like <laughs> shorts and a stupid looking t-shirt, and, and Fernando walks up, he's like, "Is that crypto jab?" And, and I, I swear, there were like seven people in Publix who were like, "What is he doing?" Like, but I, I will say, I really, lo I love being approached. If you guys see me, me and too. You Go see, ahead, bring like, it up. Yeah, approach. Yeah. 
And somebody approached him, guys. Somebody find him. He's, Listen, he's been I've been out. in several airports and nobody's approached me. Yeah, yeah that's know? crazy. Yeah. And I, even though, okay, the other thing is, and we'll move on to TA here in a second. Yes, you have to wear a mask in the airport, but yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people are my shape, my size, wear the same hoodies and hat combo. I think you don't need to see my face. The beard also sticks down nicely out of the mask. Yes. You can see me at an airport. Yes, it's true. So... Yeah. Let's change this. Well, guys, let's go ahead and jump into some Bitcoin technical analysis. I know that's what you're here for. So let's go ahead and look at this. As you guys know, over the last couple of days, Bitcoin has been in a falling wedge. We can see those falling trading channels, uh, those falling trend lines, excuse me, right here. We were using this downtrend right here as resistance right around $38,000. We managed to break bullish out of it. We talked about yesterday how... There are two major scenarios here. Either one, Bitcoin is just going to break straight down to $33,000, which is very much a possibility even now, or Bitcoin is going to break bullish out of the falling wedge, which technically speaking, that's what it should do. It's going to come up and test about $40,000, and then there will be a critical decision point. Will we break $40,000, start rallying again, or will we see Bitcoin break down to $37,000? A couple of the reasons for Bitcoin's bounce, other than the fact that it has a falling wedge in play right now, are that we see that it's currently at the bottom of the Bollinger Bands. We can see right Right here, it hit the bottom of the Bollinger Bands just like it did back here in mid-January. And it has now gone into a small rally. The thing you need to keep in mind is that if Bitcoin closes today's candlestick right around this price, which it has not yet, but if it does, then we're going to see it implement a spinning top. That's not a good sign because we're in a tiny little one-day uptrend here. If we're already seeing a spinning top, that signals indecision, and we would probably fall over as a result of that. Taking a look at some of our other technicals here, we can see that we will that we are converging bullish on the MACD, and we are also seeing RSI trend to the upside around 43. Now, my concern is that this is going to take several days to see a bullish MACD cross. It's going to take several days to see RSI get up above our uh, our uh, moving average here, our 14 moving average through the daily chart right there. And I don't know if Bitcoin's going to be able to sustain upwards movement for that long. There's so much FUD in the cryptocurrency markets right now and in the broader financial markets as a whole. I think it's going to be difficult for Bitcoin to do that. Looking down here at the four hourly chart again, though, we can see that the MACD is bullish and has been for a little bit. And we also see that the RSI is currently approaching 50. Now, I also want to show you Lux Algo on all these different time frames. Um, we can see that Lux Algo here on the four hourly chart is bearish. We had a strong sell signal come in the very moment that we entered this downtrend, confirmed with Trend Catcher, and also I don't have it up, but Lux Oscillator turned uh, turned red as well right around this time. Lux Algo perfectly called this entire trend to the downside. By the way, guys, if you don't have Lux Algo, you're missing out. You need to get it. Links in the description box down below. You can use coupon code JEB, J E B B, for 20% off at checkout. Now, the one thing I do want to mention on four hourly chart for Lux Algo is that we do have green Trend Catcher. That's this line right here. Now what we need to see happen is we need to see a green buy signal, and then I can also come in here and bring up my invite-only scripts, Lux Oscillator Premium, and we can see that we already have Lux Oscillator turning green. So now to have a confirmed uptrend on 4-hourly, all we need is a strong buy signal or just a regular buy signal, and that would be good enough. My concern is that Bitcoin can do whatever it wants on the four-hourly four chart. But if we look at the daily chart, we had a strong sell signal come in and perfectly call this downtrend on daily as well. Tri uh, Lux Oscillator has turned red and Trend Catcher has turned red as well. That shows me that all of the progress that we made back here in early January, moving into early, or late January, moving into early February, has pretty much been reset. So Tim, I want to hear your take on this. Is this a bull trap or is Bitcoin actually going to be able to rally back up to 45 thousand dollars from here yeah well go to my chart real quick i have it this line gotten written out you know if i if i zoom out i'll show you guys my chart real quick there's two things happening right now a longer time frame we talked about this yesterday we're kind of in this like uh, uh megaphone pattern those are hard to predict so I'm, i have it there I, those lines are interesting to me but those are a little bit more complicated on the four hourly chart this blue level of resistance i don't know why it's blue let me change it red because it's resistance but this this red level of resistance right here sitting at forty thousand eighty eight. so let's just go ahead and call it forty thousand is really key to me about if we can break through this we've talked about this on the show several times now is there a chance that we we don't have to go back down absolutely there's a chance but the likelihood is that we end up going back down to 33 what i will say is if we can break above that line what we will cancel out is a setup of bearish rsi divergence you guys have been watching me for a while one of the things that i've been really big on is watching these divergences and the reason why is because when you're watching daily, four hourly, hourly, even weekly, that just takes a long time to work out, 
reading RSI divergence is extremely helpful at not necessarily pinpointing the tops and bottoms, but knowing a reversal is coming soon. If we cannot get above that level, as you guys see right there, we will we will uh, set up a pretty nice looking uh, inverse. Sorry, I might say inverse head and shoulders. Uh, bear, bearish RSI divergence. What am I saying here? The price is coming down right here. RSI is moving up. You guys can see we're kind of in a trend line right there that we just rejected once again off that trend line. This is a nice little pump we see happening. We've come back down a little bit this morning, but until I see us get above this $40,000 level, we're gonna be setting up bearish RSI divergence to come back down. Another thing to keep an eye on, this happens quite frequently with falling wedges. As you can see, we're in right now. A lot of times after we break bullish and we break through this level of resistance, great thing, but we're gonna, a lot of times we come back down and test that form resistance as support. This is an extremely steep level of resistance, which means potentially we could test it all the way down, as you guessed it, as low as 34, maybe even coming down to 33. It would not surprise me if that happens. As we talked about before, the fuel for the long-term price section of Bitcoin is really nice. Someone reminded me this morning on Twitter, they said, Tim, why don't you ever talk about the bullish RSI divergence on the weekly chart? It absolutely is there. However, it takes a long time to happen. But when we do light up, finally, we do have something nice for long-term prediction that we're gonna have, as you guessed it, bullish RSI divergence set. Come on now, chart. Play with me here. There we go. We have this downtrend RSI. We have an uptick in price action. This is beautiful. However, it takes a long time to, to play out. What we need to see is things develop on the daily or the four hourly and hourly chart. And we haven't seen everything we need to happen there. This is another thing that kind of sets me up to saying, guys, until, okay, guys, folks, people, whatever we call it. <laughs> I wouldn't Everybody be surprised. Everybody thinks that we're worried about saying guys because it's not gender neutral. That's I, not why. We're just making fun of Smash. There's literally no reason. It's a filler word. It's a we, filler word. I just wouldn't be surprised to see us, if whether we bounce right now or whether we come up to 40 and bounce and end up coming down to 33, 34, somewhere in that region, it wouldn't surprise me. Now, as you guys know who have been following this, news is really spicy. News changes things all the time. What we've seen recently is the same news articles come out and one minute there's a, a bit of hope and the next minute there's a bit of FUD and then FOMO and then FUD and then FOMO and then FUD. What I'm waiting for to change my opinion that I think we need to go to 33 is actually firm, stiff, factual news to break. If something goes crazy, like factually happens, and there's a mass adoption of Bitcoin, all that money we're talking about in stable coins gets put into Bitcoin, that could change the game. However, as it stands right now, technical analysis is solid. Is pinpointing tops and bottoms, that's impossible. But giving us a good idea about where the market is headed, it is still on track to go back down to that level. It's something I predicted a while ago. I, I changed my mind and that's on me. I was wrong. I should have stuck to my guns when I saw it back early January that we needed to go back down to 33. I'm back in that camp, back in that boat. And until I see something factually change in the news, I'm going to stay in that boat. Tim, where does your chin end and your beard begin? Do you just have like a giant chin? Is that a Question asked in chat. Do you have a small? Do you, no, no, no. It's my idea. This is oh, okay. this is purely original. Do you have a small chin and a large beard, or a large chin and a small beard? I'm really not sure. When you say large, do you mean like like my profile? Or? Yeah, I mean like, does your chin extend no, out like six it's inches? No, it's not. It's. Do you look like one of those like Egyptian down, like the pharaoh? Yeah, I don't really have. You know, a, like in a pharaoh, like a you know what I'm talking about, or like what the crimson chin from Fairly Odd Parents? Listen, if right you guys have seen a picture of my brother Caleb, that's what my chin looks like. Okay. Caleb and I are actually very similar looking. Caleb looks like you six years ago with no beard. It's yeah, really it's really true. funny actually. Anyway, so here's the deal, guys. Bitcoin's technical analysis right now is very indecisive, and it's very much hinge, um, hinging. I almost said hingent. It's very much hinged on the state of the global financial markets right now. Whenever you see fear, uncertainty, and doubt in the crypto, in the broader financial markets, that spills over into Bitcoin. We saw the same thing happen last year when we saw the oil markets tank as a result of Saudi Aramco and Russia getting into it. We saw that happen when the... Um, flu that came around in 2020 happened. We see a lot of things that happen in the traditional markets impacting Bitcoin. But the thing I want to remind you is that if you zoom out 24 months from any major drop on Bitcoin, in pretty much all of Bitcoin's history, it has recovered. And this will be my final point here for the Bitcoin TA. Let's say you have this giant drop right here. There was a huge drop. It doesn't look like it from space out here, but there was a massive drop here on Bitcoin in 2013 from negative uh, 65% in 21 days, from $1,200 down to $400. You might think, oh my 
my gosh, that's a huge drop. From the bottom, you extrapolate out two, three years, Bitcoin's up 80%. You extrapolate out five years, it's up 4,000%. So I just want to remind you guys to have long-term perspective here. I'm not saying that Bitcoin is going to go into this massive rally. In fact, looking out here on the weekly chart, you can see that we had a very clear shooting star on the week of February the 7th which indicated that this rally might be in jeopardy. I'm not saying that Bitcoin is going to, you know, moonshot tomorrow. But what I am saying is just remember that the bulls are the dominant faction. They are winning the war and they are going to continue to carry the flag moving into the future. It might just take a little bit of time. With that said, let's take some time to read some super chats and go over our community discussion. Then we're going to jump a little bit into Ethereum. Yes, we got one. Okay, so we already read the Tom Wilkes one. That was the first one I saw put here. OMAC, OMAC, member for five months now as a Jedi Padawan. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Mac. Said, uh, you know, at Crypto Jeb, I have been so blessed since I found your channel. I'm constantly learning and will complete CT2A by next Tuesday. Woo. Come on. Let's go, man. Guys, if you don't know what CT2A is, you're missing out. It's the one-stop shop to learn everything you need to know about technical analysis. All the TA that you see us doing every single day, we teach you how to do all of it in CT2A. You can find the link in the description box down below. Drop a one in chat if you've gone through CT2A and you love it, and type in CT2A into Google, and you can see all of our Google reviews. Ton of five-star reviews. It's absolutely a great product, and we have full 30-day money-back refund guarantee if you decide it's not for you. Yes, we have a couple more here. One from Crypto Jump, another member for four months now as a Jeb by Youngling said, "Since Jeb's taking a break, why not send uh, ATB one of the other guys? Mm. Uh, you know, maybe. I don't, maybe like I said I, I, no one's ever asked me uh, to be on ATB. I, I would consider it. You know, uh, I haven't. They really want know. me, is what he's saying. <laughs> if you want Smay, you know." That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, with his turtle market. <laughs> turtle market. I, I'd shake their worlds. <laughs> I, turtle I would, market. I would, I would introduce them to the it turtle It would be market. an entertaining show for it sure. It would be pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Why not an episode of Smay and Tim? Smay, Tim, and uh, Wendio. The three of you guys on ATB would be pretty funny. Yeah, we'll bring T Shroom back. Yeah, that's what we'll do. We need to get a show, a special show. Hey, you know what? Where it's it's Ben. No, we tell Ben not to show tell up. Tell Ben not to show up. It's Kelly, T Shroom, Smay, and Tim are yes, the four guests on ATB. That'd be pretty and then funny. DZ DZ's still the host, right? I think DZ's still host. I haven't yeah. watched an episode in a while. DZ's a good guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, Brian Porter said, "Here in California, dude and guys would be fully gender neutral." Yeah, they are. Don't here stress too. it. No, they are here too. We're just making fun of Smay. That's li- there's yeah, it's just a filler word. <laughs> there's literally no other reason. It's not because we're worried and, about and gender fair, neutrality we, or anything. You know. We, you know if my filler words, which are out there, when I say them, make fun of me too. It's you know we're trying to increase our ability to expand our vocabulary. Tim, what can we do for the audience to get them to hit that bottom period? It's at thirty eight percent. This is this is pathetic. Listen, people like winners. Y'all. People like to go with the winning team. I don't fault you. I I I okay. voted for the top two. You so. didn't t- what? Listen, what? You know, it it. <laughs> I don't like losing. Oh so, you gosh. know, when, when you... Well, you'll lose game, that you hodl trophy this team. week, dude. You got no margin. I'm sorry, bud. Hey, listen, th- 250, I will, if I win the hodl trophy, it will be... Uh, it will cement my place in the Hall of Fame of hodl trophy. That's true. Uh, it will be the greatest win of all time. That's true. It's not impossible. I think 35... I got to be between 35,100 and 35,350. <laughs> that's a good range. I mean, it's not big, but, you know, sometimes you got to thread the needle. And that maybe that's what's going to happen on Friday. Last one we have here before we move on to Ethereum. Jimmy Void, sit down, talking truth. What a name. Uh, Braun X Bitcoin Bulls, Jimmy Void. Bitcoin he just Bulls. wanted to shout out... Uh, 22 Bitcoin conference. See you there. You will. You will see you us will at the 2022 Bitcoin conference, April April 6th to April and, the 9th. And you'll actually see me and Timmy there. You, see you and Tim Let's there. Let's see if people have, have spotted me in public before that. I'm sure at that place people Yeah, that's your commission, oh, guys. You guys are going to get you guys, a lot. You guys need to find Tim before the conference say, to say that he's been yes, met. Yes, absolutely. No, it's always really fun meeting you guys in person. It's abs- it's very flattering whenever I'm walking around Publix and somebody's like, is that Crypto Jam? And I'm like, why, yes, I am. Hello, nice to meet you. Thank you so very much <laughs> for your support. <laughs> Yes, that's me. Well, yes, that is me, actually. Anyway, let's go ahead and move here into Ethereum. We're going to move through Ethereum pretty quickly here because, again, it's very similar to Bitcoin. We want to make sure that we're not wasting your time here. Right now, Ethereum found itself, I was about to say finds itself, but Ethereum found itself in a falling wedge just like Bitcoin, sees itself breaking bullish out of the falling wedge just like Bitcoin, potentially instituting a really ugly inverse head and shoulders pattern just like Bitcoin, but unlike Bitcoin, it actually has a very clear level of resistance that it needs to break somewhat soon. You can see the downtrend right here. We have a downtrending level of resistance that goes back to hinge here on the 8th of January and goes all the way through February the 13th here. We also see a couple of levels of resistance here at the 20th of February and the 23rd of February. 
need to see Ethereum be able to break through that confidently. And if it does, great. But the thing you need to keep in mind with ETH and the rest of the crypto markets right now is that they're very closely following Bitcoin. Now, you've heard me say that a lot lately, and you might be thinking, Jeb, is there ever a time where the altcoins are going to detach from Bitcoin and go and do their own thing? And I would say, yes, absolutely. Whenever Bitcoin is in a major rally, oftentimes the altcoins will detach from them. But whenever Bitcoin is not in a major rally and it doesn't have a lot of security and it doesn't have a lot of stability, Oftentimes, what you'll see is that they'll all move in the exact same direction, but they'll just move different amounts. Lately, in the last two, three months, if one, if Bitcoin is up, the whole market's up. If Bitcoin's down, the whole market's down. That is not how it looks during an uptrend, uh, during during a major uh, bull market rally. You know, Bitcoin going up consistently. That's how that looks. Is that you'll see those diverge a little bit. At the moment, though, since Bitcoin is in precarious territory, it's in tricky, uh, it's in a tricky situation. It's in hot water. We are seeing the altcoins follow it very, very closely. Now, another thing to look at here is the fact that just like he talked about on Bitcoin, as Tim talked about on Bitcoin, there is some bearish RSI divergence forming here on the four-hourly chart for ETH. It's striking how similar these charts are. And in fact, we're seeing the exact same thing coming out of Lux Algo. Now, neither one of these signals actually counts because this was not a confirmed buy signal. So forget about these signals. We've been under a strong sell signal ever since the 17th of February at 7 a.m. Eastern. And that strong sell signal has carried us through. The interesting news is that we see a green trend catcher and green Lux oscillator showing up here on the four hourly chart for Ethereum. And that does give us hope that we could go into an uptrend relatively soon. But remember, Lux algo in these instances anyway is oftentimes more of a trend confirmation indicator rather than a leading indicator. That's how it's so powerful is that it tells you, okay, yeah, we've gone to the upside a little bit. We're about 10% of the way through the rally. Boom. Now we have an uptrending confirmation indicator and we're good. So I would say give it some time. You guys, look, we're we're seeing Bitcoin going to the upside. We're seeing Ethereum go to the upside over the last 24 hours. But I'm going to be honest. These last four, five, six days of downtrend on Bitcoin and Ethereum have extremely shaken my confidence in this uptrend. Now, we are technically trying to set a higher low here, as we saw a low back here around $2,400, $2,300. This one's around $2,500. But the simple fact remains that until Bitcoin starts to see some of its larger confirmation indicators, until we see Ethereum start to see some of its larger confirmation indicators reappear on daily, two daily, three daily, we're in a downtrend. I'm going to call it. We are in a downtrend. We have been for a few days now, and we're going to need to really prove ourselves to get out of it. So Tim, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Ethereum. Is there anything you're seeing on Ethereum that's actually different than what we've seen on Bitcoin? No. It's Full it's screen. the same. Yeah, you know, go to my screen real quick. Same thing as Bitcoin. I mean, the, the level I'm looking at here that we could cancel out the bearish RSI divergence that Jeb talked about is around 2831. That's on the four hourly chart. I'm looking at the daily chart. The reason I have the daily chart up here is to just remind you guys, I've said this before, but in case anyone is new or anyone has forgotten, this is what we are hoping for. And this plays out both for Ethereum and for Bitcoin. Watch us. Watch us. Maybe bounce somewhere right now, maybe come up to this 2800, come down below this blue level and close below this blue level, that blue level around 2400, probably coming down to around 2322, right? If we can go there, I doubt we make the RSI below 21. We would set up bullish RSI divergence on the daily chart. Why is this important? Again, I Some of you are going to say, Tim, you've told us this before, but I'm talking to people who have not heard this before. Every major trend change, every major trend change, every major trend change in the history of Bitcoin and Ethereum has carried a daily bullish or bearish RSI divergence. We do not have one right now. That's alarming to me. It doesn't mean it has to. There's always rules are meant to be broken, but except the poll, it's a little weird. Yeah, true. It's true. It's a little weird that we're going to have one that without it, the only time it's happened, I said every time except one and I, there's one time and you know what it was? It was when the disease that should not be named happened. But what happened was right before it, there was daily bullish RSI divergence. The price started to go up and then the news broke about that disease and the price plummeted, hit a low level and then went up. That's the only time. We don't have a similar circumstance right now. I don't think what's happening in Russia or anywhere else is a full-on black swan event. I am expecting, again, unless news comes out that just changes this completely, I'm expecting the charts to continue to form this pattern, and that's the ignition that we need. That's where all that stablecoin money is going to come into the market. The whales, the institutions that missed the boat the first time are going to be able to get back on it, and we're going to shoot up and hit new all-time highs in the next couple of months. Again, it's the same thing on Bitcoin. That's why I just showed you on Ethereum. That's my take. Sticking to it. (laughs) 
What are you guys doing? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, now everybody's voting the top, the bottom button. Where were you guys earlier? What the heck? I'm sorry. Tim was making a very good point there, although I'll be honest, I was mainly focusing on the chat. I've been watching the chat a lot and interacting with you guys. Guys, the point is here, as Tim was talking about, there's a lot of uncertainty in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, and I do think that that's going to come to a conclusion after we see Russia and Ukraine calm down a little bit. After we see Bitcoin start to regain its footing, it's all going to be amazing. Everything's going to be great. Bitcoin's going to rally. I do, however, think that we need to see Bitcoin uh, go through a little bit more correction. I do think we need to see Ethereum do the same thing. I think that we're going to see Bitcoin go to a correction. It's probably going to drop a little bit more, and then I think Ethereum is going to do the same thing. But now, let's go ahead and take a look at Luna. We're going to jump into some other snapshots here. Luna is a project that I did some technical analysis on on a video a little bit ago and we're actually going to be making a video on it in the next couple of days about its fundamentals if you guys don't know <clears throat> terra luna is an algorithmic stablecoin project one of my favorite actually it is my favorite stablecoin project when we talk about stablecoins we're mainly talking about USDC and we're mainly talking about USDT. These two make up like 80% of the market for stablecoins. These two projects are huge, but both of them are much more centralized than Terra Luna. Terra Luna is building algorithmic stablecoins such as Terra USD, which has about 12 billion circulating supply right now. So this is a very interesting project, and I think it has a lot of traction. Excuse me, I think it has a lot of potential, and it is gaining a lot of traction. If we take a look here at its daily chart, we can see that it currently has uh, a, 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 a symmetrical triangle pattern here that it was trading in over the last couple of days. I actually mentioned this in my video on that project, and I said, look, I hope that it breaks to the upside here, and if it does, then it's going to have some levels of resistance that it needs to contend with. I'll let you go back on the channel and watch that video if you're interested in more of my analysis on where Luna is and where Luna might be going. But I also said, hey, look, it could drop down here to about 42 and then go through a bounce. In fact, I think that's what I thought was more likely, is that it go through a little bit of a bounce. But interestingly enough, Luna has been outperforming pretty much everything it's actually at the moment the biggest gainer in the top 20 in the top uh 10 in the top 100 excuse me and i believe while we have been live i think it just jumped avalanche no it didn't it's actually been sitting at number nine for a little bit a little while ago it was uh, avalanche was above it it's now jumped up there it's doing very very well as far as this price action from here is concerned however I would encourage you guys to be careful with getting too exuberant on Luna because, yes, it has broken to the upside, but two things. Number one, there is resistance sitting here at $60. That is resistance that we rejected from on the 7th of February. And I'm going to be honest with you, the sentiment in cryptocurrency is worse right now than it was in the, on the 7th of February. So be very careful about entering a trade like that. And two, it's going to be difficult for Luna to go into a, ma a massive major rally unless Bitcoin is so showing some more stability. The next place that I would be looking for Luna to go towards is this downtrend right here sitting around $65 right now, or if we move forward a little bit, maybe around 62 If we look out here to the daily chart, we can see that the MACD is bullish. The RSI has just jumped above 50, and I do believe we have a confirmed buy signal on Lux. I take that back. We do not. It's going to take a little bit more time. That trend catcher is right here. We will probably need to see Luna rally all the way up to about $65 to $70 before we're able to see a confirmed uptrend forming on this market. Tim, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Luna. Are you familiar with the project and the way it works and what it's doing, and do you have any thoughts on its price action? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm familiarizing myself with it. There's familiarizing? Actually, you know, that's a word. That's a word, isn't that, it? I, it is now. Familiar? It's no. only a, it's a word. I'm making myself familiar. Who is the authority on what is a word and what is not? That's the philosophical question. Of you know, I'll do some. I'll do some uh, research great. on if that's. Well, I'll right. tell you what. If you can understand it, then it's good. It's good. Yeah, communication. It's, it's, uh, communication is about what's heard, not about what's said. That's anyway, exactly so right. I've been doing research on it, uh, doing some digging. And there's actually a really cool report. TZ in chat. Shout out to TZ uh, has been working with us to do some back work on coins like that. So uh, I am learning more. It's actually really funny. The, the last two weeks. I have gotten really, really into studying the technology and the blockchain uh, stuff so that I understand the tech, not just the price action. I have been studying price action on stuff for a while, studying technical analysis, pay attention to the news, but getting into the deep nitty gritty of technicals is actually something that did not interest me a couple months ago, and I've been uh, really, really digging into, really loving it. As far as Terra Luna, we'll talk, we'll have a video coming out later. Whether it's this week or next week, we'll confirm that when you see it. But there's going to be a deep detail on that project. As far as its price action, let me pull up the chart real quick. Uh, it is one of the ones that I keep, well, you know, it's not. So why is that not? That's going to be one I keep on my little radar the, after this. Uh, starting with the four hourly, because that's what we, you know, we're kind of watching the price action. There is something to say. The Bollinger Bands, I had those pulled up. Uh, we are overextended at the moment. We're overextended on the other ones as well. Um, what, I, what I like about it, what I do like is that there on the four hourly chart, it actually 
past the levels it needed to to negate setting up, or it's at least extremely close to getting out of the, the camp of setting up bearish RSI divergence. That's really big, just in case you guys are wondering the point I'm looking at. I'm not looking back here on the 4 hour chart. That's a little too far away. I'm looking at this point right here. We're sitting, as you guys can see, right at that point at 59, 53. The price right now is at 58, so technically we're right below it, but super, super close. Uh, I don't expect that to cancel out. I think that Luna could potentially begin a trajectory of doing its own thing price-wise. Doesn't mean a correction won't come. Wouldn't be surprised to see it correct just a little bit, come back down to this level uh, of support. We broke a little bit below it, but maybe come back, test this level, and then have a little rally going on. Uh, you know, I, I have to do a little more digging into it to um, give you a full opinion, but right now, just first, like, quick observation of the charts, I like what the price action is doing. Well, that's very good to hear, guys. I do think that Luna is the best performing cryptocurrency asset right now outside of, uh, you know, Bitcoin. Bitcoin rallying just a little bit, I'm very excited about, but the fact that it is up 10% despite all of this gives me a lot of confidence in the project, and I do want to scoop up some more Luna. I do believe I have some in my portfolio. I've been meaning to get some more. So, guys, if you're enjoying today's stream, smash that like button, and thank you very much. The poll, that's all I asked for. It's in perfect balance now. It's at 50-50. Now that I said that, everybody's going to coordinate an attack on either the top or the bottom but, but, uh, uh, dot, and they're going to ruin it. But at the moment, anyway, it's in perfect balance. I think it was the or Tim will top, start collecting dot, Infinity top, Stones top, top, there. Top, I think top. it was the threat of Tim collecting Infinity Stones that got it. Tim, would, would you do that for us if, if they couldn't keep it in balance? I missed the beginning of that, so I don't know. Would you I'm turn into Thanos yes no for us to keep the poll in balance? I thought you I have the chin for it. You have the chin for it. I am Thanos. Timthos. So, Timonos. Okay, well, excited. let's go ahead and read some super chats here. Uh, yes, give me a second. Just got to respond to that. All right, uh, let's see here. We only have one. That's crazy. I have a holder, though. Remember, Whoa. for six months now, as a Jebi Youngling said, man, I've been so busy with work. I've missed you guys. But CT2A. That's Whoa. pretty simple. You know, enough said. I think you meant to say bye, CT2A. I think you meant to say bye, CT2A. I read what the people type. He did say but CT2A, but he probably but meant by CT2A. I think that's a strong, you don't need to. You know, sometimes when you break up and don't say things correctly, but you're communicating a thing, CT2A by itself was was the, was the topic of that sentence. But CT2A is a what great sentence. I, I love that. He's talking about the superiority of that course. Uh, you know, the truth is, I've said this before, I'm kind of being you know, humorous at the moment. No. That course is phenomenal. And if you guys have been watching this channel for a while, uh, Go back and look at some of my early technical analysis calls as I was learning it. You guys, if you were watching, you even got to see me wrestle on the show trying to learn things, trying to see observations and Jeb kind of crowning me saying, oh, you know, Tim, that's not really what it is. I just went back and watched it over and over and over and over. And here's the cool thing. Jeb made it. That doesn't mean you remember everything at all times. You have to keep refreshing yourself. So what's really cool about that course is it's so detailed, sometimes I'm able to correct Jeb because yeah. Jeb has forgotten little details. Not Absolutely. forgotten. Absolutely. He's not always aware of every detail of technical analysis, but that's how detailed that course is. And if you buy it and you just keep going through it over and over and over and over, look at the chat as people shout it out. It is a great course. It's easy to say for us. You know, Jeb was the creator of it, but I, if you guys are watching the show, I've been watching for a while, I feel like I am the evidence of of what that course is able to do for technical analysis knowledge. So, yep. you know, that's why I say, but CT2A. FPL wannabe said CT2A is, is the secret stored in Area 51. And uh, I was at the Area 51 raid and I bought this shirt there. And I can confirm that's where CT2A comes from. T uh, pay no mind to the fact that CT2A was launched a year before the CT before the Area 51 raid, almost to the day. It was launched September 23rd, 2018. Area 51 was September 20th, 2019. But uh, yeah, CT2A was in there. That that's how important it is. It is. That's how valuable of a course it is. Yeah. The federal government had it locked up in Area 51, and I freed it to bring it to you, the people. Tell me what movie that's from, Smay. What was that reference to? I don't know, actually. I, no I said to you, the people. It's Bane. Come on, man. That was Bane. He said to you, the people. Well, you said what movie? That's okay. Yes, what well, movie? There's no movie called Bane. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Was the that, movie's The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, yeah. No. What? Rises. The, rise, the yeah, Dark Knight Rises. Rise. That's a great movie. It's anyway, right. let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Cardano before we wrap out the stream. Tim, I made a video yesterday. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it I on didn't. ADA. What I was talking about in that video was that Bitcoin and Ethereum and crypto are in a downtrend right now. And ADA, as you know, broke down below a dollar. It's currently trading at 92 yes. cents. Yes. What I said in that video is that as fundamentals on ADA continue to improve, as Charles Hoskinson's team continues to expand, as the mission of ADA continues to grow, 
And as the price continues to go down, the disparity between the price of ADA as the price goes down and the fundamental underlying intrinsic value of ADA, which is continuing to go up, continues to widen. And that gap right there tells us that there's more opportunity to be made than ever. And I said, hey, look, I'm not a financial advisor. However, what I am planning on doing and what I think it would be a good idea to do mm-hmm. is to dollar cost average this bottom. And if ADA goes down to 80 cents, 70 cents, 60 cents, then that would mean that you would have a very low average entry price because I do firmly believe we're going to see a 20 to $30 ADA. I had some people in the comments of that video tell me that I was crazy yeah. and that I was just trying to pump my bags and that I was riding a dead project. So what do you think about what I said in that video, Tim? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, for a little bit now on the show, we've shown Full comparisons. Screen. I know Kelly put this on his Twitter, so we've shown it on the show. I think it's a great a great chart, side-by-side action. That's not 100% certain, but we've compared the price action of Amazon in Bitcoin. I don't remember the exact year he's comparing the price of Amazon. He's comparing the price action that looks <coughs> eerily similar to the weekly chart of Bitcoin. While the charts of Bitcoin and uh, uh, Amazon looked similar, what I think that we should be comparing Amazon with is Cardano. And what I'm saying by that is there was a time where the price of Amazon plummeted. And a lot of people and investors and, and traders really freaked out. But there's an interview where, um, gosh, I'm blinking on his name, but was Jeff Bezos talks about how his company is not the same as the stock price. His company is different. What he was building, he knew what he was doing day in and day out was building something for the future. So while people freaked out about a drop in the price of the stock, his company was building the infrastructure to become what is now you know, it's probably not the number one grossing company in the in the world. But I don't even know which one which one is. But Amazon is ridiculous. You know, it you don't have to go very far. You you drive on I four here in Florida. I was driving from Tampa to uh, Orlando, past like four or five Amazon Amazon's number two, Walmart's number on one on I four. You can see from I four. It's ridiculous. My point there is people are freaking about the price drop of Cardano. Meanwhile, you have a founder whose purpose, his passion, his expertise is amazing. And he has said, guys, Cardano's price action, I could care less about it. What we're building is something for the future. The team they've assembled, what they're different than a lot of other Comp- and a lot of other projects that claim to say, oh, just give us time. We're trying to do it right. Well, their team has proven in the past on other projects to know what they're doing with blockchain technology, and they know what they're doing to make sure they're building it correct. So you can't give every single project the same excuse and say, oh, just give them time to do it right. No, sometimes people, when they're saying, give us time, we're doing it right, they're just delaying, and they really don't have any idea what they're doing. Cardano, Charles Hotchinson, and the team he's assembled has a proven track record of knowing what they're doing in blockchain technology. If you talk to anyone in Africa, they're already seeing the fruits. I know that's another thing I see over and over again is people talk about Cardano. Oh, we haven't seen anything yet. We haven't seen anything yet. The people in Africa say different. We have talked to people on this show. We had a webinar where someone in Africa was discussing all the details that Cardano is already doing to affect the continent of Africa. It's coming for the rest of the world. I love what I see from that team. I love what they're doing. And I, I think this is a similar situation to Amazon to where, yes, the stock price is low, but that doesn't equal the team they're building. We just saw their transaction volume take over even Bitcoin's transaction volume on a 24-hour pace. Big things are coming for Cardano. I don't care if the price drops down to one cent. I'm going to hodl. I'm going to hold. And years from now, we will look back and say that was one of the best decisions we made in our investing. Absolutely. I think ADA is a phenomenal project. What we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and read some Super Chats, and we're going to wrap it out, guys. So let's go ahead and read them. Okay, see here. We got two here from Carrie Apollo. Astroth TV TV. I guarantee Bitcoin will come back down to 34 before taking off. How much? How much believe that? So here's the problem with your comment, my friend. And I say this respectfully and lovingly. You're wrong. <laughs> um, and the reason is, is not that it's not going to do that. Yeah. I think that we will go down to $34,000. But if you ever say you guarantee that something's going to happen in the cryptocurrency market, you've kind of missed the point a little bit. And the reason is <clears throat> you don't know that. If you have a time machine, if you have a DeLorean, if you have a flux capacitor or you know magic bathtub or something, then you might be able to say that. But I have a feeling that you don't. So I do think that there's a pre- Pretty solid chance that Bitcoin's going to go down to $34,000. However, we need to be careful about our words because when we start to say things like we guarantee, then here's what we do with those phrasings. 
When we say we guarantee that the price is going to do something, then we don't even think about what happens if it rallies. So if we guarantee that it's going to go down to $34,000 and it drop and it doesn't drop and it starts to rally, well, we weren't prepared to get out of our short position with a stop loss because we guaranteed that it was going to go down to $34,000. So I agree that I believe that it's going to go down to $34,000, but be very careful with that word guarantee. Be careful mm -hmm. with that word promise. Be careful with that word no. Any certainties in cryptocurrency generally are not founded. Now, there are are certain things that are certain. I can't even think of one off the top of my head, but there are some things that are certain. Death, taxes. Death, taxes, and, you know. Is there another one? Uh, yeah, Jesus being our Savior. Amen Ew. to that. Absolutely. But that's not cryptocurrency. That is everything, and it applies to cryptocurrency. But as far as the price action of Bitcoin, you don't have any guarantees. So, to be, so do be careful with that phrasing. Hmm. Last one I see here that's from right. Cali Crypto Dude said, I could I use Market Cipher with the TA course? Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. we use Market Cipher all the time. Actually, I was looking at Market Cipher DBSI earlier. If you look at Market Cipher DBSI, on the daily chart right now, there's actually a little bit of a trend change here. We've seen the bottom numbers go from negative five, zero, negative one, negative two, up to six and nine. Those are some pretty nice numbers there. And we can also see if we were to bring up market cipher, uh, uh, market cipher B, which I'm not going to do right now, that it's got some kind of bullish signals there. Definitely. You can definitely use market cipher with it. You can use any indicator you want with it. If there's something we don't cover in CT2A, that's okay. Because what CT2A is designed to do is to teach you how to do technical analysis. It's designed to teach you the skills and the trades. It's, it is designed to teach you the different indicators. We have like 20 videos on 20 different major indicators from you know RSI, MACD, um, Bollinger Band, all these different indicators, but it's also designed to show you how to implement that because I can teach anybody how to, anybody can learn in about five minutes how to swing a hammer. It takes 30 years to become a master carpenter, though. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to help you become that master carpenter because anybody can swing a hammer and make minimum wage. But not everybody can be a master carpenter who can make these beautiful wooden sculptures that sell for $5,000 because you meticulously worked on it for 3, 5, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 hours. I don't want to just teach you how to swing a hammer. I want to teach you how to be a master carpenter, a master artisan at your trade so that you're able to make the most out of cryptocurrency markets. And that's what we've designed CT2A to do. Not just to teach you how to use the tools, but really how to actually use them creatively so that you're able to express yourself by becoming profitable in cryptocurrency markets. So make sure you check out CT2A. The link is in the description box down below. Is that all the Super Chats? That's at least what I see. Good deal. Well, yeah. Smay and Tim, do either of you have any final thoughts on the Bitcoin and crypto markets before we wrap out the stream? Full screen. Let's keep waiting. It's coming. Things are happening. There will be, there will be days. I'll make one prediction. That is a guarantee. In the future, there will be days that have green candles and there will be days that have red candles. This is candles. true. This is true. The key is to not freak out or don't fud out or FOMO in on any of those days. Make sure you do your own research. I put it on Twitter this morning. It's played on that old, that nice and famous uh, <laughs> quote, uh, you know, if you teach, if you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. If you teach a man a fish, he eats for a lifetime. But, uh, you know, you show a guy a good buy spot, he makes a great trade. You show a man why it was a good buy spot, he learns how to generate wealth. Hey, man. Um, That's hashtag fence off right so there. I have my last one. Let's yeah. hear it. comment. <clears throat> I'm going to make an end of year prediction for Bitcoin. Okay. Well, right. before you do, let me read a super chat. The Bitcoinologist just said my end of year prediction for Bitcoin is $210,000 bullish. Mm. What about right. you, Smay? My end of year prediction, guys, is that Bitcoin is going to be trading at... See, keep going. It's a cliffhanger. You see it? It's a cliffhanger because he doesn't know. He can't guarantee anything. I think it's going to be trading a lot higher than where it is right now, but we shall see. Guys, if you enjoyed today's stream, make sure to hit that like button. Follow us on our social media at CryptoJeb over on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure to follow us on TikTok at CryptoJebOfficial. But that's all the content we got for you today. Before I go, though, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9:30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacBean Media.